Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And this week, we are leaping off of our finale of our 10-part series of helping new hobbyists get into the hobby. And, uh, man, it was, it was really fun to, to knock all those out. Uh, but... Last episode was episode 10, where we finally kind of put a little bow on that subject. So now we're starting to branch out a little. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to uh, change sort of the style. Uh, we would like to keep our topics moving forward still generally game agnostic as much as we can, unless somebody has like a request. Uh, but it simply means that we aren't going to be necessarily as confined to only just what a new player might be interested in, you know? Um, there's a lot of people out there, and I think there are many more topics that are kind of wider ranging. Uh, in particular, uh, I think we have one this week that is more relevant this year more than any other year. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I think normally it's a topic that's kind of, eh, of medium importance, but now... Man, I could say at least I've been feeling it. So, John, why don't you kind of dive into explaining what we're talking about this episode? So, uh, this episode, we're going to hop right into talking about burnout, um, how to avoid it, and how to handle it when it comes up. Uh, something everyone will deal with in the hobby at some point, if you are, haven't already. And this year is a little bit more pertinent. Um, COVID has kind of stuck us all inside without the ability to really play games. And uh, I know for at least me personally, and Joe, you can probably back me up on this one, uh, just painting a bunch of miniatures for the whole year and not really getting to actually play the game can uh, can contribute to a lot of burnout where you just might stop engaging with the hobby for a little bit. Whew. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've had very, very similar experiences. Uh, I found that this is something that I'm kind of dealing with uh, for the first time this year. Um, uh Normally, it's it's much smaller in terms of effect, but I mean, I think something about that, John. You're right. Like um, normally, we're kind of out playing games and we're with our social groups, and this is a thing that we're kind of stay plugged into to keep everything flowing. But this year, it has been a solo adventure, much more than I would like it to be. And uh, for me, and I think for a number of other folks out there, I think that just means it is sometimes harder to keep on moving. So I guess before we kind of dive into the how to spot it and what to do about it, we should probably get a baseline of what that is, don't you think? Like, Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to spot uh, burnout if you're not like keyed into that kind of terminology or like have talked about it at length with like your best friend for hours. Yeah, yeah, which of course we didn't do for this because we are professional podcasters and we don't talk about anything. We just yeah, off the yeah. cuff. Yeah, off the cuff. <laughs> We're lying. We're lying oh, really God. badly. So terrible at this. Okay. Um, <laughs> and to prove it, I'm going to start off with a metaphor. Okay? So I want everybody out there. Tanner, you're very welcome for this. Uh, I want everybody out there to imagine you're on a boat. Okay? You're on a boat. Let's say it's got an outboard motor. It's a little fishing boat. Now, when you're in that boat, consider that your hobby. Okay? Hobby. Your hobby. It's your <laughs> hobby boat, if you will allow me. And generally speaking, you just turn that little lever, little throttle, and the boat goes. And you could skim on out over the lake. 
into the waters of fun game experiences. But sometimes, well, you plain old run out of gas. You just don't have any juice left in the tank to keep moving. Or maybe you're fighting a strong headwind, which is making it even more difficult, so you're not making progress very quickly, if at all. And eventually, if you aren't careful, you might end up stranded out in the middle of the water, not moving forward, not really moving backwards at least, but you're just stuck. And I think that's sort of the epitome of burnout, is that you just, you're making progress and you're making progress and you just run out of juice to keep on moving. Or at least that's how it feels to me. Yeah, I I, I can agree. And, and sometimes it kind of feels like, especially if you have a huge backlog, that you just have holes in this boat that are just filling up with water. And every time you you know, paint a new unit, you patch it up. But then like you look and it just seems like there's so many more other holes and the water's filling up. And if the water gets all the way to the top of the boat, the boat's going to sink. And you're just going to give up on this thing forever and sell everything on eBay. God, we don't want that at all. Oh, God, please don't. No, like, please, call us. We'll throw you a lifeline. Get happened. <laughs> please, give us a call. <laughs> we'll come to your rescue. We're like <laughs> the National Guard, the landlocked National Guard. We're the Coast um, Guard in the Kentucky. Coast Guard in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> we would be the world's worst episode of Baywatch. But I'm uh, here for it. You like uh, you say that. I think it'd be a great episode of Baywatch. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it's burnout's a, a big problem. Um, I've dealt with it. Joe's dealt with it. Everyone I've known who's played the hobby has dealt with it. And generally, people's response to burnout is take a break. Uh, but for a lot of folks that don't learn how to recognize what burnout is and how to to see that it's it's a fixable solution, a fixable problem, will see that as something uh, akin to disinterest or maybe something else that they deal with personally in their lives. And so they kind of just give up on the whole hobby, whole cloth. They just kind of go, whole thing, gone, and trash, whatever, done. I think that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, that's awful. I think those are people who might still have enjoyed the hobby if they had just, you know, saw the warning signs and had tried to avert some of that. Like, I can say, personally, I'm one of those kinds of people who, when I get into a thing, I kind of get, like, whole hog into the thing for a long time, uh, for a while, until the fixation kind of, like, edges away, and I'll go back to another thing for a while, and I might come back to it, or I might not. And when you get burnt out on something while doing that, it's very easy to just never go back to that thing, because you attribute it to, like, this really bad feeling of over being overwhelmed, stuff like that. And you can, you can avoid that, and the first step is figuring out what burnout is. Uh, generally burnout is the feeling of I've been doing this one thing too much. It's kind of being tired. It's kind of like dreading picking up the paintbrush or not really like feeling inspired to paint with new colors or try out new things or, or, or even paint the stuff that you have, or maybe you've got some big fun stuff that you would normally love painting, but you can't really get the drive to do it at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of apathy creeping into your hobby. Yeah, uh, and especially when the world's on fire, like it kind of is around now because COVID. Um, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed with even things that you enjoyed in the before times, um, and maybe you've enjoyed even during this pandemic. And yeah. like a shift in mentality and a shift in uh, process can really help. Um. Like, a break definitely kind of helps. I'm sure you would agree, Joe. Oh, yeah, for uh, there's, sure. 
there's other ways of kind of thinking and interacting with the thing to adjust to the, what's currently going on. And you can turn this into what might seem stressful, might seem a bit aggravating, might contribute to like feeling blah, uh, and turn it into an opportunity for a sort of like meditative process, um, a calming process, something that you can gain a little bit of control over in a world full of uh, a lack of control. Yeah. And I mean, I think some of that comes down to just kind of being a little introspective, you know, when you, when you kind of look at your, wherever you hobby, um, like your paint station or the table you build on or whatever you got, how do you feel about it? You know, do you feel the same way you did a while back or when you first started? Are you excited to do whatever you're doing? Are you still excited to paint those models? Are you just a little apprehensive or are you kind of dreading it? Um, similarly, you know, are you still excited to watch like YouTube videos about the world or listen to audiobooks about it or read books about it? Or is it kind of getting difficult for you? Um, kind of being vigilant for those things could help you a whole lot. Because if you could spot those warning signs, you could figure out exactly why it's here and maybe what you could do about it. Because let me just say, burnout does not have to stay around. It can be fixed. At least for a lot of folks. Um, which we'll talk about a little later, but... I think it's kind of important, though, to answer a specific question in terms of burnout. Is it burnout related to a specific thing you're working on, or is it the hobby in general? So what I mean by this is, you know, if you've been painting one specific force of whatever you're playing for a while now, let's say you've been really trying to build up and paint an entire army of whatever you're into, and you've been working on that for a long time, and you start to feel that sort of dread in that apprehension, does it stay there if you pick up something else? You know, if you turn to a different set of models? Or is it still there no matter what sort of hobby you try to engage in? And, you know, that's, that's an important distinctor when we move forward into how to tackle it, you know? Absolutely. Like it's, it kind of changes the scope of what can and can't be done about it. Um, and generally what like the answers are and how to prevent those kinds of things in the future. Um, little sneak peek to later, if you're getting burnt out on one specific faction or one specific set of models and I don't know, picking up a completely different section or a different, uh, game or whatever, uh, makes you feel better. Uh, you might just be one of those people that needs to mix it up and do like one week I paint this faction, this week I paint the other. Yep. This week I work on this project, this week I work on this one. Yep, I'm one of those people. I feel that fairly often. Um, and that's just something you kind of got to give yourself the flexibility to do, you know? As long as you're hobbying, it doesn't matter if you're hobbying on the same thing you've been hobbying on for the past month. As long as you're still painting something else, it still counts. Yeah. And I think the, the other thing to remember is... uh. Even if you are burnout and you've gotten, like, say, 60 clan rats painted. Well, you got 60 clan rats painted. You might be burnout. Like, it's still something to be proud of. It's still something to be happy about, that you've gotten this much done. Uh, and give yourself a break. You don't have to push yourself to the point of, 
I know, I might have 120 clan rats that need painted, okay, but you did paint 60 in a week. Like, don't don't push yourself too hard uh, if you're starting to feel burnout, because if you do, you're never going to get those 120 done. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the first step to moving on to sort of talking about how to tackle it is, like, right off the bat, you got to ease up on yourself a little. Um, it's It's really hard when you're in a hobby not to set these internal expectations for yourself, at least for me, um, where I tell myself I have to paint, you know, 140 goblins, or I have to paint all of these squigs at once, or I have to paint at a specific pace, uh, even though those things might not be necessarily realistic. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that's kind of what we do to ourselves when we engage with any hobby, not just here. We give ourselves these sort of hard and fast rules that nobody told us we have to abide by. And the first step to kind of breaking out of this sort of dread-based burnout is to ease up on yourself, you know? You're just a person out here trying to have a little bit of fun in the middle of a absolute shit show of a year. Um, the fact that you're doing anything is, is kind of incredible. So maybe give yourself a break. Especially yeah. if you're already making some progress, you know? And, like, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say it. Like, if any of you guys have been working on miniatures this whole time and uh, you're feeling a little burnt out and you're like, oh, I don't care. No one cares. Like, I mean, I'll tell you straight up. I'm proud. Like, I'm proud of anybody who can paint miniatures right now with everything going on. If you can take the time to engage the creative hobby in the middle of, like, this bad, bad time, good on you. Like, you're, you're doing good. Uh, you deserve a break if you have a hard time telling yourself that it's okay for breaks. Oh yeah, for Take sure. Um, and but like, I think that's a that's a good lead into how to tackle this, right? Oh like yeah, we, exactly. They know they have burnout now. They our listeners can kind of like, like more than a handful are probably going, "Man, I'm really feeling that." Like, how do they how do they handle it, Joe? What's the yeah, first thing so they should do? Assuming that you've given yourself the levity to have a little wiggle room in your head. I think John was onto something earlier. I think first step, cause it's the easiest one. Like, you know, you might as well start with the simplest step first and then work your way up to the more complicated ones. Try a little break. You know what I mean? I don't mean like, all right, deuces. I'm piecing out for six months, but like, y'all come at me like this, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not targeted. Nobody here, uh, in particular, but, uh, you know, maybe give yourself like a week. Okay, if you've, you know, you've made a bunch of progress recently and you're just feeling kind of overloaded, take a break for like a week and give it a little schedule for yourself so you can hold yourself accountable for when you want to try again. But, you know, whatever else you're into during that time, do it. You know, this doesn't have to be something that you do like a job 10 hours a day, five days a week from now until doomsday. It is a hobby that you engage with for fun so give yourself a week off try something else you know you're into video games help play some video games mountain biking hiking interpretive dance ballet i don't know whatever else you're into do that for a week or so and then come back to your paint desk and see how you feel you know for some people that might be enough to kind of nip everything in the bud right there 
Yeah, I think that for for the vast majority of these kind of issues, that's just what you need. Like everybody gets into this thing and they're like, I got to hammer home and paint like 3000 points of Space Marines in the first month. That is a difficult thing to do. You do not have to do that. Uh, do not. Give yourself time to, to get some time, especially if you're painting something like a Horde Army we've discussed in previous episodes. It's a it's a project. It's oh a big Lord. deal. I'm oh. currently painting Skaven. It's going to take me forever. Like we're, I'm wanting to play this army once like we can go outside and hang out and play games together. I want to play like 2,000 points of Skaven. I have to have all of this painted and based by then. Uh, that's months away. Like I'm just going to yeah. take my time. And uh, as we talked about in earlier episodes, John and I unfortunately have this tragic propensity for horde armies. And I don't know what self-masticistic urge causes it, but alas, here we are. Um, and while he's been painting a metric ton of rats, um, I have been working on a metric ton of goblins, which come in blocks of 60. <laughs> and, uh, man, I'll tell y'all, it's been, it's rough. It's been rough to paint all those out in like one big go. And I'm not painting them in a block of 60 cause I'm not a absolute psychopath, but I am painting them in a block of 40, which is having this weird in narrative effect where I am also much like a goblin starting to pray to the moon for various sundry things I want and <laughs> start to slip into insanity, which may be part of game workshops, big meta narrative plan. If so, very cool games workshop. That's uh, Broken Realms book three. Joseph <laughs> goes crazy to the bad mood. Oh, uh, God, that would be <laughs> awesome. I'm definitely going to kick Nagash in the grundle. That's what my book's about. <laughs> um, but yeah, the it's rough, y'all. Like, And sometimes you just need a little breather. Yeah, but painting can, especially like large bulk amounts of things, easily, easy, easy, easy burnout. I highly suggest taking a break as a first step. But say the break doesn't necessarily help. Yeah. Okay, well. You know, maybe you're in there a little deeper. Maybe we got to really get under the hood and try something else. But that's okay. We aren't out of options yet. Yeah. Maybe you look in the gas tank of the of the boat and you're like, ah, oh, it's empty. Well, how do I put it back? Well, maybe you go watch a, a video about a new faction or uh, a new trailer of one of the new Warhammer community articles or something hobby related and it just you kind of go yeah yeah i'm excited again maybe watch some more stuff maybe get yourself more uh fueled maybe go read one of the books uh, oh yeah reading books or listening to audiobooks gets me that do yeah that's yeah, why spare gas tank yeah you just take out that spare gas tank you fill up the gas the, the engine and you're getting ready to get back at it um it can be that simple too uh, maybe you don't do that and you don't feel any better. Maybe you're just like, oh, just really, really bad. At that point, try looking at like maybe another game you play. Um, or look at a different, different hobby thing. And if that's still, you're just like, I just don't care right now. Like I just, I don't got the energy. At that point, it is put it all down, set a time period to come back and check again in a bit. Uh, Go play video games, go do something else, not engage with this thing, and come back to it later. Uh, you'll probably feel better about it. You'll probably feel more energized to get done. You'll probably be more productive for doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Joe? You got any uh, more hot tips for how to fill up this engine? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, if you don't have any extra gas to get horsepower out of the engine, maybe we deal with some tailwinds. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, you can't get more horsepower out of a little outboard motor. It just is what it is. But what you might be able to do is get a little tailwind to help push you along. And for me, at least, one of the things I have found is that means giving myself rewards for completing progress. Um, I mentioned earlier how, like, these unrealistic goals that we set for ourselves in our heads can be damaging. But I think the urge that creates those goals to kind of keep yourself on a rough path can be harnessed for good. Um, And for me, that means, you know, making little deals with myself, which, you know, like, okay, my internal monologue often is, Joe, you hate painting an absolute ton of these little foot dudes. Like you like spending a lot of time on one big critter like that. That's your bread and butter. That's what you want to do. So how about if you do paint a bunch of these little psycho goblins, if you paint 40 of them, you get to paint a big cool thing. Like you get to paint some trolls, but only if you finish the little goblins and then you can only have your chocolate cake. If you eat all your peas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and in this case, Trolls are my chocolate cake. And goblins are peas, which is very apt. Um, And that helps me. Like, it gives me a little something to look forward to. So that every time I'm kind of like in the hobby trenches, painting away at these bajillion little goblins, I'm looking forward to something. Man, I I can't wait to get those trolls. They're so cool. One of them has a bird nest on its head, and I love that. I can't wait to paint that little bird. (laughs) My name's Joe, and I love birds. (laughs) It's true. I do love birds. I don't know what color I'm going to paint that bird. I kind of like it to be a little blue jay, but I'm not quite decided yet. Um, Anyway, I like that's a thing I think about, that like I am looking forward to painting this thing, and if I just get to the end of what I'm doing now, I get it. Um, and I find for me that sometimes helps to like get a wind behind the boat and push me forward, keep it on moving. And if it's, if that's something that helps me, I'm, I'm hoping it might be something that helps somebody else. Um, and John, I know you also sometimes do this reward thing, but for you, it's not necessarily so much around like painting another type of unit. Uh, you do like gating model kits for yourself, right? Yeah. Or uh, another thing that I, I do is, uh, like, for instance, I, I love these Skaven. I want to finish this game. I'm already thinking of other AOS armies I want to build. Like, I'm, <laughs> I've am i already lined up that the next army I want to build is an Ogre Maw Tribes army. So I can't start on that Ogre Maw Tribes army until I get rid of all of this backlog of Skaven I need to paint. Um, and then I'm getting. Like, i got to get this more Skaven, and i got to paint them and build them, and i got to have that ready before I can start working on the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't just buy and accumulate a bunch of stuff. I've done that in the past, and it's kind of led to me just not working on projects. Like, having I, I have a bunch of unpainted chaos stuff in the closet. Like, it's... It makes it easier to stay motivated when you go, yeah, I'll just go ahead and get myself another kit after I finish these 20 dudes or this cannon or this doom wheel. I can, I can go get stuff. Um, and I'll segment up my stuff within a week. Like, and that's another way that I avoid burnout is I go, okay, well, these days out of the week I paint. Um, and I watch these shows while doing that only when painting to keep like a routine. And then on the off days, I kind of use those days to play video games, read books, or do whatever else I want to do, um, which makes it easier for me to avoid burnout because I'm not going seven days a week, I paint a miniature. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's rough. That's a hard timetable to meet. 
Yeah, it is It is a hard thing to spend. You know, most of us work jobs and minimum 40 hours a week. Uh, so a lot of us have working 40 hours, probably come home to figure out food, have to figure out chores, have to figure out all this other stuff, get ready for the next day. Probably don't have a lot of time when we get home. Probably enough time to do like one thing. And if that one thing is always hobby, even if you like that thing, after a while you'll start to resent it and that will lead to burnout. So don't just keep doing it. Uh, give yourself little breaks in between to do other stuff that you also enjoy. You're probably a well-rounded individual with lots of things they enjoy. Yeah. I think that's wise. And also, uh, another silver lining to John's little method there is it stops you from overbuying. Like, I know that's a thing some people do. Like, they just buy a bunch of plastic that sits and in the by closet. by some people, you mean me. <clears throat> I, I may be pointing at you, and I also may be pointing in the mirror just a tad. Um, but yeah, that way kind of stops you from doing that because you know, oh, man, I can't get anything else until I finish what I got here. Well, damn, I guess I got to paint it. Um. Yeah. And that's just another way that you might be able to put a little tailwind behind the boat and keep you moving. Also, though, let's say you try those things and it's not quite working. Like you've been just slaving away at the same little faction for a month or two months and you're trying all the other things and you're just you can't get this feeling of apathy towards it to go away no matter what you try. Um You've tried the break, you've tried goals and rewards, and it's just uh, still rough. I would say try this. Uh, try, like, painting something that is outside of whatever game you're playing. And by that I mean not necessarily, like, start a new faction in whatever game that you're into. Um, I mean literally outside of that game altogether. So, you know, in John's case, if he's painting a bajillion Skaven... And he feels like he just cannot look at another rat after all this time. Uh, maybe try painting a model that's just tied to something else that you're into. You know, John and I both love the show Mandalorian. Adore it. Uh, if John was feeling like he just could not paint another rat or another Age of Sigmar model to save his life, fine. You like Mando? Here's a Mando model. Paint it. And... That might be a way to allow you to get into the hobby again. Because now, in ter this isn't even a tailwind. You are literally getting towed forward by the hype for this other thing that you're into. Um, and that could let you keep on painting while not necessarily feeling the weight and the obligation that like a full force for these tabletop war games comes with. Yeah, it, switching the scale of painting is a good idea, too. Like, even if it isn't a completely different game. Like, maybe you go from painting an entire Tau Empire army to, you know, you, you've just, you're halfway through, you're burnt out, and you're like, God, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then you're like, but I still want to paint. I don't have any other, like, miniatures for any other faction. Maybe I want to paint, like, an orc kill team. Like, buy a box of orcs, paint an orc kill team. Drastically different from Tau. Totally different feel. Totally different colors, likely. And you can just really focus on painting, like, five dudes and get crazy with those five dudes. And just switching it up a little bit like that can really kind of re-energize you in a way that's strange. It kind of feels brand new all over again. Mm -hmm. And then when you switch back to that old force, you pick up right back where you left off and you get to go, wow. 
wow, I have so much energy. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Like, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to paint all these town dudes. I'm going to like I'm gonna have 40 fish people painted by the end of the week. Like, it's, it's great. <laughs> like, it's, it's possible. Wonderful. It could happen. And also, there's something to be said about that little hit of serotonin and contentedness when you finish a thing. Um, and when you're sort of painting an army... That hit is a long way away. <laughs> and sometimes it's never there. Like, sometimes you have an army that you just are always going to be collecting and buying for. Yep. It's never fully over. Whereas with that little, like, faction idea that John talked about, you know, it's set. It's a handful of models. Uh, you finish those and ba-boom, you're done. And you get the gratification of being totally finished with that little force. Which is much easier to obtain than trying to, like, grind out 2,000 points of whatever you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which could be a huge ask. Like, it could, it's just very difficult. I've been playing this game for a couple of years now, and I still don't have a fully painted army. It is, it is difficult to get to when you have hobby ADD like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We'll get, like, 90% completed and go, like, yeah, but, like, Flesh Terrors are a really cool faction. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the Tau. Like, (laughs) I'm going to build and paint a bunch of Tau. And me and Joe make it so much worse for each other because, like, I'll go, man, I'm kind of interested in these Beasts of Chaos dudes. Two weekends later, he shows up to my door with a box of Beasts of Chaos dudes. She goes like, hey, what up? <laughs> Got you some dudes. Got you some boys. <laughs> it's, I happen to have some laying around. <laughs> yeah, or sitting at his house, and we're just like we're just hanging out. And I'm like, yeah, I love Skaven. Just, they're so hard to start. And he just looks at me and goes, you know how much Skaven in the closet, right? I'm just like, oh, man, you got a bunch of Skaven in the closet? He goes, yeah, I'll sell them to you for half off. I'm like... Oh man, <laughs> I'm getting me some scaven. <laughs> yeah, I said I'd sell them for half off, and he said I'm buying them for half off, and yeah. that was that. <laughs> it was that done. Yeah, um, it is. It is hard to get to like a fully painted army, and I think some people kind of un- undersell the difficulty of it. Um, and at least that was one of the things that I kind of got rocked in the face with when I started playing was like, I'd look at YouTubers and stuff who were just like, yeah, I painted this whole army in like no time at all. Um, but of course they've been, pe- they're people who have been painting forever and used a bunch of tricks to make it way faster and had like no, nothing else to do in that time frame and like not other responsibilities. Yeah, they- they might be content creators full time, so they can just like that's what they can do for like thirty hours that week. Like we, we can't. We work for, you know forty hour a week jobs um, that yeah. aren't just doing that as our job. So like it, it takes time. And uh, another idea to help like prevent getting burnt out in the first place, uh, it's something that I'll turn to every once in a while is I don't build everything at once and then paint it all separately. I'll like build a, a unit of dudes or stuff of dudes, like a thing of dudes, prime it, paint it, then build the next one. Uh, yep. that gives you kind of a break between the processes. Uh, especially if you're going to do any sort of conversions or like green stuff work. So you can get like extra creative in a different way with a different medium and not feel bogged down by doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, if you're consistently doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's going to get boring. It's going to get aggravating. Um, But by, 
don't know, making a special little dude, like leader dude, that you like make super cool, super cool base and a bunch of like green stuff, like a green stuff cape with like the skulls of his enemies on it. Like that's way different than I painted like 15 rat dudes who were smelly. Like, <laughs> well done. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the things that I do as well. I mentioned earlier that uh, I am kind of flexible with myself in terms of painting because I do have like hobby ADD. My hype flies up for one game system or another, and it will switch over time. So when I'm feeling fantasy, I'll paint some of my fantasy stuff and, you know, do, 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 working on it. And then one day my brain will just be like, nope, no more fantasy. I like sci-fi now. And I give myself the flexibility to just like, do, 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 and toss the fantasy aside and pull out my sci-fi figs and keep on painting. Um, and I think that's one of the strategies that has helped me keep moving, even though the world's on fire. Uh, but also, I think that's kind of the crux of what makes John's uh, strategy of like not building all at once and painting all at once so effective. Like, you know, when you're in the mood to build, build. And then stop. When you're in the... Because, you know, you can paint those things while you're in the mood to paint them. Cool, 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 cool. You paint, 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 paint. Oh, man, I really don't feel like painting these anymore. Oh, I guess I could build more. Build, 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 build. And, like, you just, you keep the cycle flowing with wherever your brain wants to be at that time. Yeah, like, you can kind of flow around and kind of, you don't have to structure yourself, per se. You can just kind of, I feel like doing this today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to keep this kind of boat metaphor going, you could fight the current, or you could just drift along with it. And I think it's way easier to drift with it. <laughs> Yeah, just um, put on some yacht rock and just enjoy your time on the boat. Yeah, I mean, this could be a terrible struggle swimming upstream trying to get up the rapids, or this could be a lazy river where you're just chilling and going with it. Your choice. Just a, just a tube with like... A tube with another <laughs> tube that has a cooler in it right next to your tube? Yeah. God, maybe that sounds good. Some, maybe you're eating some chicken nuggets, sun shining. It's great. Uh, and like it doesn't have to even be models, guys. Like you can go make terrain. Oh like, yeah, ter totally. Terrain making is surprisingly cheap. Like it is a surprisingly cheap endeavor if you're making smaller stuff and not like huge projects. And so, like doing that, also like that is adjacent to the hobby, but it's still different. And you can get some of that same feeling out, um, which is very, very useful. Especially if you have, like, a 3D printer and you can 3D print some terrain pieces. Like, oh, Lord, yeah. Perfect. Then a whole new world opens up at that point. Yeah. As someone who took to 3D printing dive this year, which is probably a topic for a whole other video, let us know if you want to hear that. Um, but the amount of freedom that gives you to just, like, at spur of a moment, moment like, print something different and then immediately paint it, that it, it's incredible. Yeah, it, it's oh, it's very useful. And being able to just switch your focus whenever you start to feel it wane on one thing will just help you find your own flow and rhythm with the game and the hobby to like figure out how you will tackle these things. Uh, maybe that's something that you can share with us. Uh, share how you approach these things. Uh, share with us how you... If this has helped you, maybe this helped you rethink. Maybe there's some stuff that we haven't really thought about um, that you would like to share. Feel free to share it with us. Oh, Great. yeah. Lord knows we could use more tactics because some, some of our tried and true ones aren't working right now. Like 
one of the ones we really wanted to say but kind of hesitant on were you know for us often what it, in past times kept the hobby flowing was playing games like that was the primary thing that kept burnout from happening was getting to play our armies and really like refalling in love with them every time we played a game and when something like when you see a, a piece of plastic do something incredible on the battlefield nothing makes you want to paint it more because you know that's my leader there who like held back six horror like six abominations from the flesh eater courts all by himself like that's my boy <laughs> that's my dude he held the pass all by himself and he deserves to not I'm be gray so proud of my boy um <laughs> uh, like that that's a thing that for the past few years has kept the hobby moving um and we were gonna throw it in this video but unfortunately of course at the time that we're recording this it's january 2021 and uh there is still a global pandemic going on which at least for me has meant i haven't gotten to play any tabletop war games and coming up on a year i mean it's been a long time um just because it hasn't been safe for, like, my little group to do so. Uh, and I feel like there are probably a number of people out there who are in the same boat. So, at least, like, while I can't necessarily tell you to go out and play a bunch of games, because it's not really responsible for me to do so, um, I can at least say you're not alone. And that, uh, you know, hopefully this will end and we will eventually be able to pick up that tactic again. Um, but it... And for now, it's kind of off the table for a lot of us. But I, hopefully, something and everything we've talked about before this will work for you. Or maybe a combination of them. Because oftentimes, at least, it's more than one thing that I have to do to kind of reignite my hobby fires. And if you, like we've said in previous episodes, if you're looking for someone to, like, share your hobby progress pictures with, tweet them at us, send them to us, where you absolutely want to see them. Oh, like, God, we, yes. We um, will help keep you motivated. If and just sort true. of on a uh, a more personal note, I will say, while the Instagram, of course, doesn't have like a ton of traffic, I post my hobby progress on the Instagram for Kentucky Fried Wargaming, just to kind of like get a conversation going. And it has kept me hobbying. Like, days where I didn't necessarily want to paint, I went, uh, but I gotta do it for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, much to my lady's chagrin, because I guess that term has been outdated for like five years, which means I'm exactly as behind the curve as I always am. Um, but it gets me to the paint table because I feel like I have to share something with the people. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we can't preach to these guys about keep on hobbying, show us your progress if we won't also show you our progress and what we're working on. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. That's not equal. It's got yeah. to be equal. Um, but I think, you know, if that's something that's working for us, maybe it'll work for you. Uh, as always, reach out to us on uh, the social medias. Um, if you've got some stuff that you want to share. Maybe we can kind of help tow each other's boats along to get across this damn lake. Make a convoy of boats. <laughs> a boat uh, convoy? Love it. Boat convoy flotilla, if you will. Oh, also, uh. minor announcement. So, uh, on YouTube, one of the comments asked specifically if we would show off our aforementioned piles of shame. Um, and, ooh, that's, that's a spicy request. 
Um, I don't, that's kind of, that's hot, hot, hot. Uh, however, uh, I have agreed and I have struck an eldritch bargain that if we could get to a hundred subscribers over there on the YouTube channel, that we would share the pictures of our pile of shame. And I'm very nervous about that for some reason. It's like my nudie pictures are out there or something. Although <laughs> only my, worse. This pictures of my little my little old naked butt. <laughs> I'd rather have to show my butt than I my showed pile too much ankle on the spoto on Facebook. Good uh, lord. Every, I don't care if people know I have cake, but I can't have them know when I got all this plastic <laughs> in the closet. Good lord. But um, yeah, a bargain is struck. So just kind of putting it here. If we do get there... We will share pictures on the Instagram and Twitter of our piles of shame to let the world know just how full of crap we are. <laughs> and uh, for my end of this shamelessly plucking our own content game, uh, just going to ask you guys, share this with your friends. If you enjoy our content, uh, add, add us on Twitter, like follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Uh, leave reviews on iTunes and other podcast things if you can. Uh, that really helps us out. Uh, we want to keep doing this. We want to reach as many people as possible. Um, we want to improve and uh, can't do that without some feedback. And you know, we're, we're having fun doing this podcast thing and we want to keep doing it. So yep. we'd love your support. That'd be very helpful. Oh, yeah. We'd really appreciate it. We re Neither of us are like people of the internet, so... We kind of had to learn the algorithm game and how that's supposed to work as we went. So if we've kind of had a crash course over the past few weeks. So if y'all could uh, fill out any of those, we would really appreciate it. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to keep working on the next few episodes. And we'll have them uploaded same time, Monday morning, 6 a.m. every week. And uh, if you have any specific questions or requests, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. But otherwise... I think that's it for this episode. Um, but we look forward to talking to you all again in the next one. And that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see you all in the next video.